bland food, bland family, that needs more salt. Join Nancy and Mary as they discuss family flavor and the theme that brings them all together on this week's episode of Needs More Salt. Right, welcome back everybody to this week's episode of Needs More Salt, where we put a little bit of spice in your life. Today we have a very exciting guest, and Mom, would you like to introduce her? I would be happy to do so. This is a lady who I have known for a very long time, and she is now the official, her official job title would be the executive director of the out, oh gosh, now see, I just butchered it already, <laughs> of the Sisters Outdoor Quilt Show. Is that what it is? Yes. Yes. OQS. Yeah. Sisters <laughs> Outdoor Quilt Show, which is the largest, world's largest, there we go, the world's largest outdoor quilt show held every year in Sisters, Oregon in the second weekend of July. And it's very cool. And if you love quilts or just love being in a really awesome setting with a whole bunch of people, we highly recommend it. Not to mention they have really good food in Sisters, but that's a whole nother ball game. And um, yes, and she is the mother of five the grandmother of a whole bunch. And I don't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> we nine? are at nine. Yes. Nine. There we go. Of nine. And she's also my sister. So welcome to Don Boyd. Yay. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> I guess she's also like a wife and stuff too. Jeff. Sorry. Yeah. Husband, I mean, like, all that. that and she does also... a bunch of other stuff she's a huge captain america fan see if i was cool i would have had like this written down but all my bullet yeah. notes <laughs> yeah. yeah she's an avid fan of disney a collector of mugs that are fantastic oh see yeah see? See? i remember anyway. well because i thought you would know more about your sister <laughs> than i would know about my aunt let's see i love i love to read a good historical fiction book that is very true and um i absolutely adore the beach and it can be east coast or west coast that's right off of the west coast is better (laughs) well i'm gonna point that out the sands in south carolina with the sand is different and Mm -hmm. and it is lovely so it probably depends on the mood because the coast in oregon is lovely if you like walking on the beach looking for rocks in the storm i was like bundled bundled up in a jacket and a hat (laughs) yeah but if you're if you're out wanting to watch the surfers the north san diego county beaches can't be beat um if you're looking for that this is going to sound so silly the romantic um long walks on the beach after a bubble bath (laughs) yeah and, and I don't even know about long walks, but the, the South Carolina beaches, because they have that wavy beach grass that you feel mm. like. Now I remember Nicholas Sparks. If you want to pretend you're <laughs> Nicholas Sparks on the beach, <laughs> you need to be in the Carolinas on the beach. So, yeah, every different beach has its thing. And on my bucket list would be, sure. and I know Nancy's been there, the beaches in Destin, Florida, or the, yes. the Panhandle so of Florida. Um, that's on my bucket list to see those because I've only been to St. Pete in Florida. Not quite the same as um, doing the Gulf Coast. But yeah, lots of 
lots of fun places I would love to go still and visit different beaches. And um, so that's another little tidbit about me. And travel. I love to travel. This might be a good question to save for later. Okay. So I'll, <laughs> I'll let you um think on it as okay. we kind of make our way there. Um, but I want to know what has been not your favorite, because I know that's a really hard thing, mm-hmm. but what has been one of the most memorable trips that you've taken? Okay. And, you know, especially on this podcast, what was the most memorable food that you've eaten on one of your trips? Ooh, okay. So, so again, we can we can wait on that. Okay, I'll think on that one. <laughs> okay, but but right what now, we can't, I was I like, but like one thing to, we can't wait on. Yes, I would like to know, Mom and Don, what have you guys put in your mouth this week? Ooh, like what? And I, Mom, again for you specifically mean like try to keep it to the top three okay gave it to the top three (laughs) you always do that you never do that to our guests that's because you always are like wait but one more thing wait but one more that's true okay (laughs) all right top three there you go sorry all right so am i starting sure if you want to yeah i will let our guests start as well we could but we could finish with her Okay. okay, go as for it. Well. Then. Let's do that. We'll we'll save the best for last and we'll just get through my stuff. Um <laughs> I actually I think Mary, we talked about last week that I was going to be making German food. Oh mm, sorry, Hungarian yeah. Hungarian food. Um for my friend's birthday last week. And we did Spätzle and mm-hmm. it was super, super fun. Like everything was really good. The food, like it was all really good. But the Spätzle was um, really good. There was leftovers. So mm. I took a really strange twist with our spatzel. And Can you just real quick, just oh, so that everyone knows what, what spatzel is? About. What is spatzel? It's basically like a little mini dumpling that is um, Central European, pretty much, but we'll just say Austrian in this case because I, I know they do it in Germany too, but we were doing. I was thinking about our great-grandma, our nana, and mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, channeling the the Austrian um, thing when we were making it. So it's a little teeny, it's a little teeny dumpling, but the fun thing is you actually, there's, you take like a, something that looks like a box grater, and, but, well, I guess it would be one side of a box grater, but like, anyway, it, it's it, one it, side of a, one side of like a box, box grater, grater, and it, Great, like a box grater. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's not a box grater, though, because it's just one. It's just like one side of a box grater, anyway. But it's got a hole. It's got a whole metal thing with holes in it, and then it's got this little square thing that is like a little frame that goes on top of it, and you pour the spatzel batter in it, and then you take this box frame and you just go back and forth with it over boiling water. Okay. And the and the spatzel drops into it drops into the boiling water and boils and so you have these little somebody said oh ron i guess said they look like little mini gnocchi a little bit Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah okay i could see that and so yeah it's kind of like a like a pancake batter kind of mixed with pasta 
feel, I don't know. Anyway, it's these little dumplings and that's way too much information, but super good. So I, I took the, some of the leftovers and I actually, we kind of did a funky twist where I added some gojujang and some other like spices and fried up some onions and stuff like that and had them and then had a bunch of, um, I think I might've just put like pecorino on it, bunch of shredded pecorino. And we had, we had that with the, with some of the leftover chicken paprikash. It was so good. It was good. Definitely an interesting mix of cultures there. It was, it was like, it sounds amazing. It was this like totally mash of yeah. Culture mash, I guess, but it was super good. So that was really good. And then, um, well, this, this was my favorite, my very favorite thing I put in my mouth this week were invisible cookies. And I say that because this mm. morning I did Granny Ouya with Emily, and which I think I've talked about before, but it's basically a video, I video chat with our oldest granddaughter, who's three, who lives in the Czech Republic. And usually we have done pretend cooking before, but today, mm. since Christmas is coming, we made Venochny, Kukrovi, which is basically Christmas cookies that were pretend Christmas cookies. So we baked, we we mixed them and put them on pans and baked them and fed them to each other. And she <laughs> then fed them, she then fed them to all of her family and David is home. And so oh, I gave good. one to Dave, I gave one to David and I tell you, wow, David said they had the right amount of nutmeg in them for pre, <laughs> for, for the good. pretend invisible cookies. So that was probably the other weird, <laughs> totally weird, but definitely a favorite that I had this week. That's, That's so, so cute. I so, love that. There we go. Look, see, I'm not even, I'll, I'll end with that. You'll end with that. I love it. That's cute. Yeah. What about you, Mare? Well, I have kind of continued my Asian kick this <laughs> week. <laughs> Big shocker there. Um, And on, let's see. So I'm trying to figure out my days. I had like so many little appointments to go to this week that I've been getting things confused. But on Monday I had to work. So that was, I don't even remember what I took for lunch. But then Tuesday I was like, okay, I need to eat something for dinner. And I had some leftover, um, just like half a thing of ground pork and some ground turkey in my freezer so I just pulled that out and then I had half a nap of cabbage left so I cooked the um, pork and the turkey up and then did the nap of cabbage with what else oh I had some frozen carrots so I put that all in together and then threw in like kind of random things like I did like soy sauce and rice wine vinegar a little bit of I ended up doing like agave just for the sweetness because I didn't have any honey left over um, and did that. And then I took my uh, rice cakes that's usually for tabuki, but I boiled them a little bit and then I put them in a pan and I pan fried them. And then I had the um, like the meat and the veg together with the pan fried topoki 
And it was fantastic. It was so good. Um, so I would ex- highly recommend pan frying your rice cakes. Because so explain so what, good. I don't know if Aunt Don knows what those are. So, and for our audience and stuff, because I think Don, I think Don would, Don, you'd like them a lot. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more about them. Like the, the rice cakes? Yeah. Okay. So they're basically, um, mainly they're in Korea. So they're a Korean dish or ingredient rather. And they kind of look like, well, <laughs> they kind of look like fingers, but um, they're like basically like rice dumplings in oh. a way. So um, they're sort of like, and- they're sort of like gnocchi. Yeah, but with, they, but out of rice, like longer finger size or more like gnocchi size. They're they're longer and they're skinny. Oh. Um, oh, I didn't realize that. I thought they were short. I mean, cool. they're not like you know, they're not a foot long, but <laughs> <laughs> just a finger long. Um, and then usually you make a dish called topoki, which you basically take the rice cake and you boil it and you put in uh, like a topoki sauce, which has um, gojujang, which is like a Korean chili paste and soy sauce, a little bit of sugar, some garlic. So it's a little bit spicy, a little bit sweet and the rice cakes get kind of chewy. Oh, that does sound um, yeah. It's a very popular thing in Korea to put um, American cheese on it. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Which is, like, the weirdest thing, but it also works really well. Like, leave it to other cultures to just combine a bunch of random American ingredients. <laughs> um, but it's super good. It's one of my favorite things to have. And... Especially through the use of, like, TikTok and all the social media. Um, it's kind of becoming a trend to make topoki. And now you can get, like, um, like instant. So instead of instant noodle cups, it's instant topoki cups. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I, I actually, I was at Meyer this morning. And I saw it. And I was like, oh, that looks really good. I was like. Mary, you could just go make that at home. Don't buy that. <laughs> no, but I'll have to keep my eyes open for it just to try it because it sounds yeah, like it's really good. Would be tasty. You should come visit Michigan, and I'll take you. There's there a we go. Korean street food place that oh, has yeah. amazing topoki, and then they also have the Korean corn dogs, which you can get either with like a regular hot dog inside or you can get it with mozzarella cheese. Oh yes. It's and do so they do, good. Do they do it with like the panko type? Mm-hmm. And they're like ginormous as well. Okay. So when you come so, to, come to visit, we have the corn dog company out here and they ooh. do a Korean corn dog. Great. There we go. Okay. There we go. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's probably the best thing that I had was that, but I also had, so on Sunday, some friends and I went to see the Nutcracker um, with the Grand Rapids Ballet Company, and the Nutcracker itself was absolutely beautiful. Um, the company and all the dancers were stunning. 
<laughs> but then afterwards, because Grand Rapids is super weird, um, almost all the restaurants we were looking at were closed. So we were like, okay, well, there's this one place that's open and it's a sushi place. And we're like, great, we love sushi. And so we went and the sushi itself was kind of disappointing, but they had, we got an appetizer and it was the crab rangoon dip, which, mm, um, that I don't so know. Good. I know mom, you've had crab rangoon. I don't know Aunt Dawn, if you have had it. No, uh, uh-uh. um, Again, when we get together next, we will have them. But it's basically like a wonton. And inside is cream cheese and imitation crab or real crab. Um, And then like a little bit of sauce in it and some green onions. And then it's deep fried so that the cream cheese gets kind of melty. And I'm not sure if you're a big seafood fan. I it all depends, but that I think I would do. Yeah, I it's mean, deep fried. It's deep Even fried and it has with cream and cream cheese. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's not like it doesn't taste very much like seafood at all. Yeah, that would be because um, it's right deep there. fried with cream yeah. cheese. <laughs> but it was basically like this dip, and then it came with fried wonton paper, basically, and you just dip it in. It was so good. I bought cream cheese and imitation crab and I'm gonna actually make that tonight for dinner (laughs) I'm very excited yeah so yeah that was basically the two good things that I had this week the rest were mediocre at best (laughs) (laughs) so now now we come to last but not least that's right so (laughs) so three things I ate that I liked this week it can be more than that if you'd like. Okay. Um, let's see what we did. So you're going to laugh. So none of it was homemade. Well, okay. I'll throw one homemade thing out there. Um, but Tuesday night we went to our local, um, it's one of our favorite Mexican restaurants called Carnival. And they <gasps> are. I love that place. Was that where we went? Oh, wait. Yeah. We've both been there. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we did Carnival Tuesday night with um, a very special couple. Uh, Cameron is like a bonus niece to me. I've known her since she was about six weeks old. And um, she and her husband had moved uh, to Redmond from Southern Oregon about uh, two years ago. But they have decided they are moving to Tennessee. And so we had a farewell dinner with them. And Carnival happens to be kind of, um, it's also one of their favorite places to go. So we all went to dinner together. And the favorite dish that I have there are the carnitas, uh, nachos de carnitas. And um, it is shredded homemade, or not homemade, but like home cooked carnitas that is so tender and it just falls apart. And it has homemade guacamole on it and sour cream. And then, of course, the melted cheese. Um, mm-hmm. But absolutely delicious. And then they're very well known for their mezcal drinks. And mm, um, they, Mezcal. Yeah. They mm-hmm. have margarita mm-hmm. de mezcal that um, they even take a slice of orange and it is smoked. Oh. Uh, so it's. 
just it's a very smoky flavored margarita and I enjoy that flavor so much and I've noticed as um as I've grown up um <laughs> but as I as I've ventured into um kind of thinking outside the box a little bit with an adult beverage that would go with what I'm uh having things that are smoky flavored are very good to me and there are people mm-hmm. who absolutely love the mezcal and people who don't like the smoky taste mm-hmm. um, but that was, I don't get those people I don't either yeah um and then it was followed up with uh churros and they do a caramel sauce with their churros and mm. since it was a little celebration dinner of um bittersweet, you know, sappy, sad and happy for the kids for their new <laughs> adventure. Um, but also sad. We always joked when they moved here that they were our eight minute neighbors because that's <laughs> a lot, you know, but when you have kids who like, will go get your package that got left on the porch when you're out camping or whatever, or vice versa, we would always check on their house for them. And so Sad to see them go, but happy. And they have extended the invitation for us to come visit them out in Knoxville and, of course, try the restaurants out there. So mm-hmm. um, so that was Tuesday evening. And then um, yesterday or the day before, I don't remember. It's all like you guys said, at this time of the year, it's hard to keep track. <laughs> um, I received my box from Ferrera Bakery back on the east coast for my italian rainbow cookies and um they're so delicious and the bakery does great and you know you get them priority mail and keep them chilled um but if you haven't had to your listeners um the rainbow cookie it's the three layers the red green and yellow with a little bit of jam and a chocolate ganache topping and Mm, mm, it just mm, to mm. me and it's so funny I don't remember having them growing up and Nancy I don't know if you recall ever having rainbow cookies growing up but I came across them two Christmases ago and thought oh my gosh these are moist and delicious and and just to me symbolize you know with the Christmas colors and the Italian heritage so um this is my third year now ordering them at Christmas and, and getting them. And then, um, I'll be making my Pizzelli tomorrow, uh, to just continue that Italian celebration feel for Christmas. Oh, I love Pizzelli's. Yeah. They're so good. And I upgraded to a new Pizzelli maker this year. Wow. Yeah. Well, the one I had, so this is so funny. I had one that had been a gift when we got married and I could never figure out the recipe. And I think, I wish I would have asked Grandma Francis just to show me how to do it because it would have given me more confidence because I kept picturing, now this will just tell you, I was not, you know, it takes a lot when you have your own house and you all of a sudden have to learn how to cook everything. Um, <laughs> I always imagined the batter was supposed to be thinner more like a pancake or a waffle batter. And, Mm -hmm. and so I thought I was making them and I wasn't happy with what the batter looked like, but I I really didn't have a clue that yes, it's supposed to be very sticky and very thick and not to worry because it would press it down. But I ended up just, and maybe it's the fact that I had like a whole house full of children running around, 
<laughs> so I, I put it away up until uh, about four years ago and I was at, oh goodness, I don't know, Target or well, not Walmart, but some store and saw the little, um, make, they make little single waffle makers and things called, mm-hmm. um, oh gosh, is it dash? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah. And so yeah. you can get, you can get like the little shaped waffle makers if you want like the Grinch or you want to make a donut <laughs> and it's just one at a time. So they had a Pizzelli maker and I got it and I followed their recipe and went, oh, this is how you do it. Oh, this works great. Because I also only spent like $10 on this little Pizzelli maker. (laughs) So for the last three years, I've been doing them, but you could only do them one at a time. And after Christmas last year, I got myself a Cucina Pro because I read online from all of the Italian grandmas, you know, which iron do they use? And so I did it at Thanksgiving and I'm still trying to figure out the the color on the Pizzelli is mm-hmm. kind of uneven. Okay. And, but when I watch some of the grandmas online, some of theirs are uneven. And I'm like, is it me? Is it my machine? Or is it normal? So anyway, grandmas totally- were always grandmas were always uneven. Mine are all, mine have always been uneven too. Okay. That makes me feel so much better. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, I'm doing that, but I totally veered off on like the Italian thing. So, uh, we had carnival, the rainbow cookies. And then the third thing, um, last Saturday evening, we had our diamond Christmas party. So this is the group of friends that go back years and years, um, down in Southern Oregon and they were putting together a little Christmas party. And we, Mm -hmm. we all contributed. So one of the couples did the tri-tip and Dean, the husband, shout out to Dean, cooks tri-tip perfectly. He's got a Traeger. Yeah. So he had the tri-tip going all day. Um, And then Mm. Tanya did the coolest salad charcuterie. So Yes, hmm. it, it was like a salad bar, but instead of the lettuce being in a bowl, she had four different kinds of lettuce. And it, I don't want this to sound unkind because it was beautiful and it was delicious, but it reminded me of like the old Sizzler salad bar where they would have the lettuce in between the bowls just for decoration. <laughs> but this was actually the good chopped. There was arugula, there was iceberg, spinach. Um, it it was so delicious. And so you just scooped up whichever lettuce you wanted and then all the different toppings, which to me, that's the way a salad should be made when you can, that's fine. You can leave out the tomatoes, but add the other good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So we did that. And then, um, because we were the ones traveling four hours, we just brought the rolls and then I made homemade honey butter Mm, which was mm -hmm. delicious and one of the husbands did uh, mushrooms in an herby thick cream sauce that was so good Um, Mm. but my favorite on the plate would probably be Aunt Tammy's funeral potatoes (laughs) and that is your hash I mean it's not fancy it's your hash brown casserole but, you know, some funeral potatoes are a little bit more dry or they don't have flavor. Yep. 
and hers were perfect. And so um, that was probably my favorite thing that I've had in the last week. Um, I mean, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds so good. It was so good. Okay. So and, not, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, did you get your box from mom? Oh, yes. Okay. So I'm going to throw those in really quick. Sorry. I'm going to add one more thing. Don yes. Or Don and Mary. Yes. So, so our, our mom, Grammy to you, Mary. Anyway. Um, I know who she is. Sent us, <laughs> sent your aunt and I both these boxes from... Fabrizia, um, which is a limoncello company, but mm-hmm. they have they have gotten together with this baking company in New Hampshire, and they make all things limoncello. And I know you're not a limoncello fan because I think we talked about that, but yes, but I have to tell you that biscotti was some of the best biscotti I've ever put in my mouth. And so, yeah. So for me, shout out to Grammy. Yes. <laughs> and the box was beautiful. I was shocked. I was just yeah. like, it was like the opening of it. After I opened it up, I wanted to close it back up and then videotape it all. And do it Because again. it was just yes. like the most beautiful opening and the way they boxed it. So sorry. Well, and, Go ahead. And, and the little lemon leaves for decor. Yes. And so, yeah, yeah, absolutely delicious. But I was going to go back and talk about the drink and the dessert also at the Christmas party. So um, Mary had mentioned TikTok a little bit ago. And and I think that's where Tammy and Tracy got the idea for the drink. So you you had these tall glasses, you know, highballs or whatever they're called. And they had sprigs of rosemary in them and some little cranberries at the bottom. And then sitting on top of the glass was a clear plastic um, ornament bulb filled (laughs) with pomegranate liqueur and cranberry vodka. And, Hmm. And then what you did is you got your glass and you filled it with as much ice as you wanted to. And then you poured in your, your red, oh, also edible glitter. And so you shook wow. your ornament. Yeah, you shook your ornament and it got all sparkly and you poured it into your cup and then you topped it with the ginger ale. <sighs> and you topped with the ginger ale and then it had the rosemary sprig in it. It was so delicious. And yeah, and I only good. had one because there was no way I could have more because that little bulb of ornament ornamental <laughs> red adult <laughs> beverage was so good. And then um for dessert, one of the gals, Patty, who's so talented with desserts, um, she made uh, cake pops, and you had a choice of peanut butter or dark chocolate, and then it was enrobed, dipped in. The peanut butter ones were dipped in white chocolate. The dark chocolate were dipped in dark chocolate, sprinkled, and then little mini Reese's cups attached to the top. So they look like little ornaments. That's so oh, that's so fun. And they were so rich and so delicious. But, you know, it was definitely one of those times when every single thing tasted good. But I also know you're with friends that are family, and that always makes everything taste better, too. Mm-hmm. And so, mm, definitely, yeah, it was it was good. So anyway, those were my three things for this week, plus a few little extras. <laughs> So we're going to welcome back everybody 
and we're going to get onto what we called, what we talked about earlier, the main event and kind of talk about Christmas is almost here. And I know for a fact that my sister loves Christmas and the fact that we grew up with grandparents, especially that also loved Christmas and and parents that love Christmas too. But um, I've been thinking about them a lot lately. And I know you brought up like Grandma Batallo with the Pizzellis and everything. And I actually made uh, Grandma Aziz's oatmeal cookies yeah, uh, a couple of days ago, we actually took them to mom's treatment for the nurses. Oh, took a, pl- a plate of cookies because I was like, thank you for everything. Here's cookies. And of course, they're like, thanks so much. And then I'm thinking, oh, they've probably already been given so many sweets and stuff, but but not these. So that's OK. But <laughs> anyway, so what are your we were going to talk a little bit about like what are some of your fun Christmas memories from like when we were younger? Kind of around food because that's what we talk about. But I mean, yeah. everything everything revolves with our family around food mostly anyway. But and then just some of those fun Christmas memories, and then some that from like when your kids were little. Oh, and okay. things and things that you yeah. things that you like to do with your kids, and then now the ones that you're making the the memories you're making with your grandkiddos. Okay. Um, well, going back to when we were young, it was always kind of fun because both sets of grandparents kind of had their own traditions. Um, And again, those are things that get, do get passed down over the generations, but um, you know, Christmas Eve with grandma and grandpa Patalo, or uh, as we now refer grandma Francis, I don't know why Mm -hmm. I thought my kids couldn't say Patalo when they were little, but, (laughs) (laughs) but um, you know, it, it was always Italian themed and it was always, um, I think when grandpa and grandma were younger and before we lost grandpa, it seems like it was ravioli or spaghetti. And no, it was always pizza. We always had pizza. See, I don't think- the first disagreement. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, and maybe it was. For some reason, Sorry. I thought it was spaghetti and meatballs or lasagna or oh, whatever. And I love that idea. Doing- no, we started doing pizza. We always did pizza because grandpa did this square. Sorry. See here, I'm being snarky. But um, we did this square because he did the square pizza. I guess I just remember differently, but I definitely remember the square pizza. And then yeah. after grandpa passed away, we went to pizza, um, picking it up at Ricky's. And um, and so anyway, going back to whatever the Italian food is, because and we've done Italian pretty much every year here. Um, with our girls growing up and then now with the grandkids and it can be everything we kind of go back and forth on are we doing like an Italian sit-down meal are we doing pizza and last year no two years ago our son-in-law Andrew jumped in and he made his own sauce and um, and then we do my I say my sauce, grandma's Francis's recipe. And um, sometimes depending on where Christmas falls, if it's during the week or Christmas Eve, if it's during the week and in the past, there's been times where I've worked on Christmas Eve day or my husband has worked. So we Mm -hmm. just kind of like don't have a specific tradition other than it has to be Italian. And, um, And that's kind of fun. And then growing up with, on Christmas Day, going to Grandpa and Grandma Aza's, and Nancy, you 
on this one, you might remember more than I do. I don't remember if there was a traditional food. I do know grandma always had her oatmeal cookies um, ready for everybody and she would do butterscotch. Uh, yeah. I don't know what they're called. Haystacks. The butterscotch. Hay- yeah. I was going to say noodle things, but you're right. Yeah, you're right. Haystacks. Butterscotch haystacks and oatmeal <laughs> yeah. cookies and those rolls, the walnut rolls. Oh, yes. That I, I never liked growing up that much because, and may she rest in peace, but still she overbaked them. And I didn't, because I was always like, oh, they're just not, I, I don't think I'd ever have them. And then I made them for something. And I was like, these are fantastic. And I gave one to, to mom and she was like, oh my gosh, these are so good. And I'm like, yeah, because I didn't bake them as long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's But those were the big things, I think. Yeah. And then I feel like grandpa would do, like in my mind, I'm having a vision of like sliced ham and we would yep. make sandwiches yep. um, if we wanted them. And then, I, yeah, it's so funny that that doesn't really stick with me, but I was also growing up an extremely picky eater. <laughs> and oh, I didn't think about that, Don. Yeah. That that for me, I was way more probably about the haystacks and the um, oatmeal. <laughs> like the sweets were a bigger thing to me. Okay. Because I was so weird about what I ate as a kid. Like I didn't, maybe I had, you know, a hot dog with mac and cheese. But I, I don't remember grandma and grandpa like cooking separate for me. So maybe I like cut, cut some ham and then went for like whatever the carbs were. If there was, <laughs> if there was <laughs> potato salad or macaroni salad or. Oh yeah. Um, there totally would have been potato salad. I'm sure there would have been grandma's grandma's potato okay. salad. Okay. Um, but you're right. I don't remember. Like I remember the sweets like you from that. I don't remember mm-hmm. other than the ham. Cause we always had ham. And then I think it was just, I do, I think it was just more like ham and sandwich stuff and cheeses and. Yeah. Um, Which probably, yeah. probably made it easier too, because it was always such a large gathering with uncles and their girlfriends or whoever, you know, they were bringing. And then, um, yeah, people yeah. could just kind of come and go and eat as they wanted to. Yeah. Well, but, because the big thing was, I think at Grandma Grandpa is, is it was more it wasn't as much about the food as it, as it was about the presence to be really yeah, honest. Very much, very much. <laughs> and so, um, okay. So with my girls growing up, uh, definitely Christmas Eve Italian and Christmas day wasn't as, you know, isn't that funny that, that now that we're talking about how it was at our grandparents growing up, I'm realizing that's how it was at our house. Because Christmas Day often was like throwing together a ham and uh, like I would do some kind of a potato dish, um, but not having like a formal dinner of any kind and uh, easy going. And I would always try to do some type of dessert that was a passed down recipe. And so for one of the big things would be Grandma Frances's, um, I think in her cookbook, it's called the Hawaiian cake. Yep. But we call it the lemon cake. 
which makes more yeah. sense. I don't yeah. know where the heck she got the Hawaiian name from because there's nothing Hawaiian about that cake whatsoever. What what is this cake? Oh, it's so delicious and it's so easy. It's a yellow cake mix or you can do a lemon cake mix and some oil and some eggs and you take lemon jello first and um and just kind of use some warm water or hot water with it, but let it cool down and throw it in with the oil and the eggs and everything. And so then you bake it in a nine by 13 and poke holes in it right after it Mm -hmm. comes out of the oven. And then you top it with the lemon juice and powdered sugar. And it kind of drips into the holes and it's rich and sweet and very moist yeah, it sounds and great, it, but it definitely does not sound Hawaiian. No, no, not <laughs> I was at all. like, but in wait, the cookbook, I don't think I remember. Yeah, <laughs> which is yeah, uh, like a pineapple cake from her. <laughs> well, we actually there is a there, which is really funny because she has somebody else's, and it might have been like Mildred Edwards's mm-hmm. um, Hawaiian cake. And if you look at the recipe, it's totally Hawaiian look. You know, it's got like, yeah. I, I don't know. I know it's got pineapple in it. It may even have coconut in it, which is hilarious. But I was like, but we always made, yeah, Don, we did the yeah. grandma yeah. grandma's Hawaiian cake. Yeah. Yeah. And that one's one of our favorites. So I would kind of, you know, do that, do some haystacks um, and just have fun with whatever kind of baking stuff we would do. And so um, I think part of it, to the tradition of like having the tree and and being around that again very much like how we were raised and every once in a while we've gone out on Christmas Eve it kind of has depended on who we're celebrating with when now that the girls are older and their sons-in-law and we're figuring that out um I've never been one who says, this is how we've always done it. So this is how we have to do it. And that's made it kind of nice to um, change up traditions or change up what we're eating and, um, and be kind of flexible about that. So not really anything that is super specific, but a lot of things that are fun to bring back. Um, and, and bring out those family connections through food, which is kind of just kind of a neat thing. And, you know, thinking of like doing our spaghetti sauce and, and you start it in the morning and you let it cook all day. And I was FaceTiming with our kids that are over in North Carolina at Thanksgiving time. And I'm, you know, getting the sauce ready. Oh, because we did Italian for Thanksgiving dinner this year. We switched it up. And so I'm FaceTiming with the kids and little Ruben, who's now six going on seven, asked what I was no, making. No, he's not. Yes. He asked what I was making. What? <laughs> and he loves to cook uh, with his mama in the kitchen. It's so sweet. And I said, oh, I'm making Grandma Francis's sauce for spaghetti. And he goes, Grandma's spaghetti sauce is the best ever. And, and he helps JL make it at their house. And I thought how precious that here it is the fourth generation. He doesn't know grandma Francis, but he knows her sauce and he will hopefully continue that into even fifth generation, sixth generation. And it just makes my heart so happy because I think how happy grandma would be, you know, or that grandma is knowing that the love of, 
you know, cooking a good sauce and I will be that girl. I will stand on it till the end. It's not gravy. It's sauce. Yeah. And then there's some <laughs> other weird, have you seen the other thing they call it? Sugo? Yeah. I think Is that- Sugo sauce in Italian? Don, uh, Mary, do you know? I'm going to look it up because, sorry, Don. Say, let me S-U-G-O? Yeah. I just thought it was so bizarre. I was like, and, and unless it unless that's what it is in Italian, it is. I, it is. Oh, that, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. It so means we won't sauce in no Italian. Ba- no bashing the people that call it sugo. <laughs> yes, yeah, sugo is okay. Gravy is not okay. No, I agree. I think the that's traditional a, yeah. tomato sauce to be okay. specific. There we go. Yeah. Sugo. Yeah, but it's sugo. not ragu. Well, right, which is totally that. different. <laughs> well, you mean ragu as in like ragu with the meat, not this crap in the, I mean, the, yeah, the well, crap, okay, the, the stuff go. in the jar. Sugo or sauce is a general term that indicates a fluid sauce. It can be a simple tomato sauce like a marinara or can include whole plum tomatoes and some other ingredients cut small. A ragu is a thick, chunky sauce usually made by cooking several kinds of meat in a sauce. Usually a tomato sauce. So grandma's is closer so to So there a you go. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll and go now with, you know. We'll go with sauce. <laughs> I like yeah. guns. Yeah. Because I see people who call it gravy on the East Coast and I'm like, no. It is not gravy. It is yeah, not. That's bizarre. Well, me. I think that's one of those. You come to America and you're trying to learn words and somebody. It's true. Is, you know, you go to your, your neighbor for dinner and they have gravy and then you're like oh this is my gravy it's like no it's not <laughs> so that is that is a hill I will die on but, um, but it's just it was very sweet to see Ruben very excited about me also making grandma sauce and that he he knows what that's all about so kind of precious. Oh, I love it yeah that's fantastic oh my gosh so on on the when you guys do your Christmas Eve dinner and stuff is it now a um a democracy of what you have to eat or is it still a dictatorship of the mama <laughs> of the of the of the nanny of the nanny of the nanny normally it is still a, a benevolent dictatorship of, <laughs> of the nanny. Um, and a lot of it is because you know we've had so many of our kids live living with us off and on the last few years that I want them to feel like they're contributing And so it'll be like, hey, I think I'm going to make, you know, we're doing Italian and I'm going to do such and such. And, um, and that was like Andrew two, pretty sure it was two Christmases ago, maybe last Christmas. And he goes, well, you know, I've got this recipe for a vodka sauce that I would love to make Mm -hmm. to also offer. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. And he goes, oh, and I'll make the pasta handmade. And so when you Ching. have, I know. When you, when oh you no, someone, Andrew, please don't do that. <laughs> when you have someone who wants to contribute, you're kind of like, okay, that, that sounds great. Um, and so we've been able to share. And honestly, they lived with us for like three of the Christmases. And, and I, so I was used to what kind of food Andrew cooks anyway. He's such a, an excellent cook that it's very easy to share the kitchen and and work on the menu kind of together and so um but this year because things have been so crazy i am actually not doing any cooking per se um i've just been a little bit more tired and a little more like 
busy here at home. And so Jillian uh, is coming for Christmas and offered up to do like, what if we just did Italian charcuterie? And so we're going to make it super easy and everyone's going to bring their favorite, you know, cheeses and salamis and, and French bread with crackers and dips. And, and I kind of remember that at grandma Francis's house too, but then again, Nancy, my brain. No, you're totally, no, no, you're (laughs) totally right. And that started when dad was a little boy they used to do a Christmas Eve open house every oh, year. And okay. that's and that's how that whole thing started. And so it was grandpa would do pizza and then they would have all of grandma. They'd have the grandma's dips and the anchovies with the red onion and the bread and the olive oil and vinegar. Oh, yes. And yeah, and they'd have all the stuff that we had growing up. That was totally, yeah, Don, you have it totally right okay. there. Okay. Okay. So here's a question. When you brought up the little anchovies with the red onion, I totally had this flashback in high school. Our theater teacher, Mr. Santee. Santos. Santee? Santos. Yeah. Santos. Santos. Yeah. Came over to. (gasps) Oh my gosh. To grandma's and she made him Italian food and he loved the red onion with the anchovy. And this goes back to me being a very picky eater. I would pick the anchovy off and I just wanted the red onion with the bread oh (laughs) me too it was so good I mean I think I would do that today yeah I think Papa Tom and Jennifer might be the only two who would eat it with the anchovy and we'll let them do that we'll give them them. we'll give them our share of it so yeah we'll sacrifice and I'm doing I'm doing a rift on that because what I do is I'll mix some anchovy paste with like a little bit of um, tomato sauce, like tomato paste and anchovy paste and some Italian herbs and stuff and just like spread it a little teeny bit on the bread and then the red onion and the, because then you don't taste the anchovy as much, but it's still like the salty, almost like a Caesar salad dressing type thing. Yeah. So... Yeah, that, so that sounds pretty yeah, good. I would even eat that. Because having the, just a little anchovy on the onion doesn't, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, but no. I like that where you're pulling in the flavor. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Off, no, that sounds good. So then I have to like kind of go along with like the tradition. Obviously, you have like the Italian food and all that. What other like kind of traditions do you have that you've either like brought along with you from like childhood or that you guys kind of started as a family that continue on like besides food? Oh, besides food. Um, well, and, and I know your family's probably very familiar with this too. The good old Christmas pajamas Mm -hmm. going back to when Nancy and I grew up and, had Christmas pajamas and then is that when it started mm-hmm. the yeah okay yeah because I always tell people I'm like I know like my mom would always get us Christmas pajamas and I thought she was the one who started that so yeah it's good yeah. to know <laughs> goes back to when we were little and then um with our girls growing up it was a thing and now the um adult children and grandchildren also get the pajamas 
and it's pretty fun. And my girls and I decided a couple of years ago, um, some of them shared that they weren't really into pajamas as much anymore, but we get matching lounge sets. Oh, and so uh, Costco is a great resource for really comfy um, tops and bottoms. And then this year we ended up doing just Amazon and and <laughs> I have one of the daughters is very fashionista. So she goes in and picks out a couple different sets and then throws them out to everybody to choose and Amazon is great because since two of them won't be home for Christmas, we can just drop ship to where they're at. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of fun. And then, um, and then the boys who have married into the family, uh, they used to all get lounge pants, and um, apparently not all of them wear la- <laughs> lounge pants. <laughs> so, so one or two of them are getting socks, and one or two of them are getting. Well, one's getting. Uh, pajamas because their whole family are doing pajamas still um one's getting a certain type of socks and then another one's getting a certain type of underwear that they prefer which I giggle because (laughs) when um when Jeff married into the family grandma Francis would always get him every year his socks and underwear for the year that's right and so now I'm all like oh I've turned into grandma (laughs) Francis <laughs> but I also love getting them something they want and are going to use. And uh, so that part's important to me. And yeah, um, so that's, that's good. Yeah, that's one tradition that goes on. Um, let me think. Oh, I've reinitiated the Grandma Aza's tinsel on the tree. Um, I just, yeah, I, I don't know what I was watching or what happened about four years ago and I never did it until we moved up here, but I was watching something and I'm like, you know, I think I want to put some tinsel on the tree and see what it would be like. And now I'm hooked. I love the look of our tree, um, every year. And Jeff said it was kind of sweet the other day. He goes, there's just something about it. Like it makes the tree feel fuller and Mm -hmm. And it catches the light so beautifully. So I've um, added that to my Christmas repertoire of things to do. So wait, are yeah. you a tinsel? Are you a tinsel tosser or like a tinsel tweezerer, where you put one on am, at a time? I am a because you know my personality. I do not have the time for the tweezer, <laughs> but I also don't want to be. I don't want to be a tosser and make it look like Elf threw up everywhere. So. <laughs> So I take probably three to four at a time and I can put them over the branch, but they still space out just enough to look, to look sort of individual, but also not as painstakingly slow as one at a time. So, yeah, so I do that and I usually have, um, a Christmas movie going on and I just sit and enjoy it. And it's actually very relaxing and therapeutic to me because I don't mm-hmm. stress over it. I just have a really fun time making it look nice. And in my eyes, I mean, other people might look at it and go, Oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> there, there's a hole over there or, you know, how come buddy the elf did throw up everywhere. Um, <laughs> I, I really like it. Oh, and that's another tradition too. Christmas movies to me, you know, I, I don't know how they're coming up with these violent Santa Claus or whatever the dumb movies are, 
there mm-hmm. is something so joyful about Christmas movies and we have our list of favorites, but we also try to watch a couple of new ones each year. And it's just, it can put you in such a, a good, happy mood. And there's always a good storyline. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I enjoy at least so one a day. When it comes to Christmas movies. Yes. <laughs> here's, a, here's a big pressing question. Yes. Are you of more a traditional Christmas movie (laughs) or do you go towards the Hallmark Christmas movies? I am all or a mixture of both. I am all of the above. All of the above. above. Yep. It all depends on mood and um, so great example. Yesterday I watched some new wannabe Hallmark movie. I don't think it was the Hallmark brand, but it really tried and it was called the Jingle Jingle Bell Jingle Bell I don't know. Some something cute. New city manager has to put together the Jingle Bell party <laughs> romance, you know. But you look at it and you go, okay, this is not a Hallmark movie because the girl is like, you know, eight inches shorter than the main guy. <laughs> which Hallmark, they usually match them up better, but it was super cute. Mm-hmm. But then like we've watched this season, Die Hard and Christmas with the Cranks. And then of course the original Miracle on 34th and It's a Wonderful Life and Elf. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you to me, you just can't go wrong with a Christmas movie, no matter, unless you watch the really scary, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they took a turn left on this, but whatever. I don't know. And I feel like that just kind of popped up last year. Yes. And it's like, oh, okay. Now we have violent Christmas movies. Yeah. Why? Yeah. So wrong. So do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Oh. Which again, I hate asking like favorites. Yeah. It's always such a hard thing. That's okay. Um, Probably my top two, It's a Wonderful Life. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. And White Christmas. Both excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I I love them both. And um, I just, they both have really sweet, good messages. Obviously, It's a Wonderful Life is a much deeper message. Um, Mm -hmm. but white Christmas, you know, there's just something about, first of all, that's my era that I absolutely love. I'm like, man, if I could have been around to do cocktail parties like that and dress up like that, yeah, would have been pretty awesome. But, um, I just, I love the stories. I love the music for it's, uh, for white Christmas. So yeah, those are probably my top two. Yeah, I definitely agree with those. And I think I used to not like It's a Wonderful Life. Like, I don't know if I just couldn't understand it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays, it is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And then I think um, that White Christmas just was such a family. Like, we watched it every year. Yeah. And, like... Especially being Crosby and Danny Kaye reminded me so much of my brothers. Oh, yes. um, That I just absolutely loved it. Yeah. So I'm glad 
people are still enjoying it. So favorite Christmas movies, Nancy, what are your. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, it's a wonderful life just has to be there for so many reasons, but um, I love elf. Is yeah. it because of David? No, I just love the story. <laughs> it just makes me so happy. And I just, it's just so over the top fun. And I also love Holiday Inn. I don't know if I've seen that one. Which is really sweet. And it's sort it's where the the song White Christmas was very was first introduced before they made the musical. Oh. And it's yeah, it's really it's a fun movie too. So yeah. Holiday Inn. Irving Berlin's uh was the one who wrote everything, and I think Bing Crosby is in it. Yes, he so. is. Yeah, there you go. He's the one who sings White White Christmas. Christmas, Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was like, isn't he like? (laughs) Yeah, he is. The voice of White Christmas. (laughs) And Holiday Inn has such a fun premise of celebrating different holidays. Yes. Yeah. With the musical numbers. Yeah. It's like, we're going to be open on the holidays of, and I'm like, do we think of what other holidays we do celebrate? That's just kind of fun. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll have to watch that one this year all right so so we need to give you before we before we ask you your last question we need to give you platform or soapbox or whatever you'd like so you can talk about your favorite type of food don oh well probably it's a toss-up and there's a part of me that feels guilty so the Italian food, like well done Italian food, and I love creamy, like creamy fettuccine, gnocchi, um, but there's something about the flavors too, an Aperol spritz or mm. a good cannoli, um, Italian desserts, uh, ricotta pie, um, things like that that are just so delicious. But I also am a huge fan, and this probably comes from being on the West Coast, good Mexican food, um, cheesy mm-hmm. with a little a little tiny spice. Um, or a lot. Or a lot. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love delicious tamales and cheese enchiladas, um, a quesadilla, um, good tacos. I just, both of those, um, both of those types of food are probably my favorite, but there's also a big thing with Italians and, um, I don't know if I would say Latin, maybe it's just Latin of like being together with family while you're eating. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the, the best parts of enjoying those types of meals are just not the food, but being around those that you love, those that you enjoy, um, just makes it even more special. Okay. So that's so So funny. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I do have a question going on that because I did hear a rumor about you. Yes. (laughs) And your favorite kind of food, or at least you have a love for a very Midwestern kind of food. Yes. The casserole. Oh, my God. Or as they say it here in the Midwest, or at least in Michigan, a casserole. <laughs> <laughs> so is this is this a false rumor that we should put 
Um, to sleep or? Well, no, I just don't get them very often here. Um, but as you know, when I shared my favorite thing that I ate this last week, those funeral potatoes definitely are a casserole. So I, I love a good casserole. It has so many purposes between church potlucks and family dinners and they're great to be created out of leftovers or if you make them and then you have leftovers um, and reheat them they're just as they're almost better the next day because you can um they just the flavors sit and meld longer and um, mm-hmm. but yeah and i think for me one of the big reasons I loved it was growing up and trying to raise five girls on a very limited budget and trying to learn how to cook. Um, I belonged to the taste of home quick cooking subscription group (laughs) that (laughs) so many of their dishes were casserole, but honestly, and the funny part is my husband is not a big casserole eater, but I was like, you do the base layer of either potatoes or pasta of some kind. You add a meat. <laughs> you add some kind of a of a sauce or a gravy or a you know topper, and then there's cheese. Cheese, and you can't go wrong. And you need some flavor. There's a little bit of onion in there. Um, mm-hmm. It it is truly to me the best of everything. And I'm the kind of girl that can when I would do my Thanksgiving plate or if we'd go to the buffet or, you know, back in the day when they had JJ North's or, or whatever as a, um, all you can eat buffet. I did not care if my food touched and I actually still like doing a bite that has potato and meat and, you know, onion or mushroom or, or sauce of whatever, Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess you'd say I'm making my own little mini casserole bite as I'm eating, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, I am, I am still your casserole girl. And my dream is like a Midwestern church potluck that, Oof. that is like, um, that would be a happy place for me would be like yeah. lots of yummy casseroles. Well, it does definitely sound like you need to come visit then. <laughs> I think so. But only if we can go find the little Southern Baptist church that would be having their potluck. <laughs> I'm sure we could find one at some. There's a lot of them around here. So Yeah, very fun. Um, so then here comes the question that I've let you kind of stew on, as it were. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm so funny. What can I say? Um that I asked you at the beginning, um, when it comes to your travels, like, yes, again, as I've said, it's hard to ask this because I know it's really hard for me to say what my favorites would be, but from your travels, how you had like a particularly memorable experience okay, or place that you've gone and or um, like meal that you've had. Mm, that is hard. Um, so I think one of the things is that when I do travel a lot of times, I don't know. 
I don't know if I would say I'm really a, a foodie and that that's like the main focus when I go, but there've been some mm-hmm. things that have been pretty good. So um, one that pops to mind uh, last year, your mom and I had the chance to go back East with Grammy and Papa mm-hmm. and, and do our little um, East coast George Washington revolutionary war tour is what I <laughs> referred it to in a big <laughs> long name. But, um, you know, we, we had the chance in Boston to go to, um, Mike's pastry that was delicious, had Mm -hmm. some delicious Italian things, but one of the nights and we knew we were going to be tired, we ordered pizza and your mom, (laughs) your mom is so good on looking up Yelp reviews. And she was like, Hey, Chris Evans has had this, this pizza, you know, and you know, me and Captain America. So um, we had the pizza and it was meatball and onion and they sliced the hmm. meatball thin and then just had onion slivers on it. And it was so delicious. So now I know why it was referred to by Captain America's, you know, choice, but, um, honestly it was so good. And at home, I've kind of even adapted that. So Costco has this delicious cauliflower crust veggie Mm -hmm. pizza but then they also have their chicken and teriyaki meatballs and so I get it and I slice the meatball and I slice some extra onion and throw it on the pizza it's not quite the same but it gives me that little pretend (laughs) yeah it sounds really yeah it's really really tasty um so I loved that pizza that to me was Mm -hmm. um, obviously because I'm still trying to incorporate it here at home of how good it was. Um, so I enjoyed that. I also have a favorite. Um, when we go to Disneyland, I'm always looking up like what seasonal specialties is Disneyland having. But one of my all-time favorites still is um, being able to get into the Blue Bayou if you can. And their Monte Cristo sandwich is <laughs> so delicious. Um, I've probably only had it maybe three or four times over my life, but, um, and what, what is it for those of us who've never been to Disneyland? (laughs) Okay. So a Monte Cristo and you can find them in multiple places. Um, it is ham, turkey, and Swiss on bread that is deep fried and then, often dusted with powdered sugar and served with a berry compote or a berry jam of some kind. Um, it's, so it, it kind of borderlines a dessert slash sandwich. Like it's, it's sweet, Mm -hmm. but you have a little bit of the salty from the ham and the Turkey and the Swiss. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had it in other places that don't deep fry quite as heavy duty as Disneyland does. And some people do it more on French toast type bread. Okay. Where it's been breaded. The the bread has been breaded, because she would say <laughs> and, <laughs> and fried a little differently. Um it's good, but there's something to me about that crispy deep fried because if you're gonna go big, just do it, you know, all the way. Because they do because they do they dip it in like a batter and then deep yes. fry, don't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the difference is the batter. Yeah. So um but I've always enjoyed it. Even the last time I had it was about probably four years ago, 
five years ago. Um, and, and I couldn't eat the whole thing, which I'm glad, but it, it just is like melt in your mouth, sweet and salty, which I do love sweet and salty things, um, when it's combined together. So yeah, that was, that's definitely one of my top favorite meals that I've had. And, um, let me think that I would probably put those as the top two. And then uncle Jeff and I did, uh, Charleston a couple of years ago, had the chance to go there and going back to my favorites, we went to an Italian restaurant <laughs> and, um, and I did baked gnocchi, which was mm. creamy and cheesy and, and delicious. And uncle Jeff did spaghetti and meatballs. And then you had like homemade fresh bread to go with it. Um, and, and it was just one of those things that you think someone who's making this has poured their love into it in the kitchen. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not just quickly made. It's, I don't know. You just feel like it's made with love. And of course the service, uh, they were very attentive and we got to sit outside and enjoy it. And, uh, I remember uncle Jeff had some really good red wine with his, and then we shared a cannoli for dessert. So it's like, if you're, if you're going to be out and about and you get to, you get to enjoy something homemade, and have great service and then you think yeah this was this was what going out and enjoying a meal is meant to be so yeah those that probably sounds be lovely my, yeah probably be my top three right there yeah good choices thank you yum 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 okay. all well, right mom do you want to ask the final question the final question Uh i know normally so normally this final question has to do with like birthdays but since this is the christmas show we will ask you the we'll say it oh my gosh sorry okay so maybe i'll do it (laughs) (laughs) sorry yeah so mary (laughs) the question we ask at the end of every interview we do is if you could have anything for a celebratory meal, be it for Christmas, a birthday, or just, you know, a random day of the week to celebrate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what would you have? Oh, goodness. A celebratory meal. Um, I'm, I'm going to hit Italian again. And I was like, I'm sure it's going to be Italian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would have to be grandma's lasagna oh, because mm-hmm. when grandma would make her lasagna, she would make little tiny, teeny meatballs and layer it in her lasagna. And so like every bite was a little extra and that with a delicious salad and some French bread and a good glass of wine and it'd have to be followed by some Italian desserts. That would be, that would be my ultimate celebration meal. Just a little yummy piece of lasagna. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. Maybe, maybe a little Italian sausage on the side. 
I was going to say, would you Always. have the extra <laughs> sauce on top with the sausage and meatballs? Um, Probably not extra on top just because she always had her sauce layered in there just right. Mm-hmm. But I would, but when you would do the extra meatballs and sausage on the side, it was always, there was always extra sauce there because you got to dip your bread in the sauce. Yeah, true. You, you can't just have yeah. dry bread. Yeah, no, you got to have the extra because then you clean your plate with the bread at the end so that there's nothing left. On yeah, the- and you don't have to lick it. So, you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, as all three of us know very well, would be amazing and sounds amazing. Yes. And, you know, I'm sure at some point we will have to get together and make that. Oh, that would be so fun. Sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. So, well, I hope you both have a fantastic time both prepping for and enjoying Christmas. Um, By the time this comes out, it will be Christmas. So I will wish you both a very Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas to both of you. Enjoy whatever you are making and hopefully you get to celebrate with some delicious bites and being around the people you love. Thank you everybody for joining us on this week's episode. Be sure to follow, like, and give us a five-star review. Follow us on all of our social media platforms and have a very, very Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining Nancy and Mary on this week's episode of Needs More Salt. Follow the show on our social media pages and join us next week as we bring flavor to your life.